0: the game is over and you want more when the news breaks and you want more when you wake up and you want more it's highlights it's breakdowns it's analysis it's opinion it's curbside reaction your next day post game podcast and it starts now
1: special teams hurt us tonight i mean they scored power play and penalty kill in the in the third period there and that's the difference in the game so um you know, it's it's hard to say. It was a tight check and hockey game. Without those mistakes, uh, it's it's an even game. And, um, yeah, it's it's tough. We scored a power play special team goal tonight, but at the same time, we gave up a couple. So um, it's tight this time of the year. That's going to be the difference in the game. And uh, that's that's what's been helping us along. Yeah, it was a bit sloppy. I don't think we had a lot of possession as we'd like. I mean, they're a good hockey team. But uh, at the same time, with getting in on four checks, supporting each other better, we could do that. I feel like we had too much one and done tonight, not enough zone time.
0: Well, that was Brandon Saad after the St. Louis Blues fell yesterday to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 4-2. to The Blues have now lost their last two home games following that great homestand opening win over the Edmonton Oilers. Hello everybody, I'm Chris Kerber and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. Yesterday afternoon on President's Day, the St. Louis Blues dropped the puck at 12 noon against the Maple Leafs and for the second consecutive game, what was a tight game going to the third period, got away from the Blues in the third. After a 0-0 first the Maple Leafs scored to make it 1-0 in the second. The Blues would tie it up on a goal from Brandon Saad, a power play goal to tie it 1-1. But a penalty on the opening faceoff of the third period gave the Toronto Maple Leafs a power play as Jordan Cairo took a high sticking penalty. The Maple Leafs would score on the power play goal. They'd add a shorthanded goal and the St. Louis Blues would fall to the Toronto Maple Leafs by a score of 4 two two let's get you to the highlights of yesterday's game it's knocked in behind the goal Letty's going to come over to the near wing with it matthews closes the gap in a hurry on him rides him to the wall trying to force the turnover and he wins it they get it to knives walks it in shoots and scores a great play by matthews to take the puck from letty and then they snipe it under the bar toronto takes a one 0 lead 22 seconds into the second period shin then he tried to send a hot pass for that bumper into the middle it missed everybody Sundquist back to Perico straight away into the slot Sod shoot score Raymond Sod with one second to go on the power play ties the game we're tied at one 2.46 to play second period Schnavich who tried to clear that one now pressures Lilliegren all the way to the near side Neilander to Lilliegren Got Bertuzzi over on the far side trying to get to the front and the puck out of Marner. Marner in the middle. Easy shot and score for Matthews. Two to one. Toronto on a power play goal. Cairo in the box. 19-15 to go. Third period. Top of the circle. Passes over to Krug, who is moving towards him. And it's two-on-one the other way. Now Nylander a breakaway. Two on the goalie. They score. Three to one. Toronto, a shorthanded goal with 53 seconds to go in the penalty kill. Now Braden Shen intercepts at the red line. Put it down into the corner. David Camp the circle in the net. Takes a shot. That blocks the stick of neighbors out of his hand, but he picks the stick back up, and the Blues keep the puck alive. Krug into traffic. He scores! That puck deflected with guys going to the front of the net on a wrist shot by Krug. The St. Louis Blues have made it a one-goal game with one minute and eight seconds to go. Neighbors who gets to it. Leafs tried to clear. They couldn't. First hit, second one gets blocked, third one lifted out. Groot's going to turn and burn and get to it. He's got somebody right on him. That's McCann who spins it into the empty net. And the empty net goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Has made it a 4-2 game. Goes over to the far side with it. Nice, trying to send it up, and that'll do it. Time winds down, and the Blues fall short two games in a row on home ice. After a brilliant opening game on this homestand, they cough up the next two and give back the equity they had earned. 4-2 the final. Leafs beat the Blues. Let's go down to ice level. Talk it over with the assistant coach of the St. Louis Blues, Steve Odden. Steve, that one was close. Just a couple of misfires with the puck. Looked like it proved to be a difference maker.
1: Well, yeah, um, tough one to give up there, that shorthanded goal against. Uh, that, that, those are backbreakers, especially when you end up, uh, would have been obviously a tie game here towards the end. But first two periods were pretty tight. Okay. Uh, you know, I thought the game was pretty solid for the most part. Just that third period got away from us.
2: Steve, a couple of tough losses here on home ice for your for the fellows. What have you learned about this team, though, over the last six periods about your group?
1: Well, we didn't like the last game, obviously, and there's was uh, some good pieces in tonight, and there's some game, uh, but at the end of it all, it's just not good enough, so we got to we gotta right this ship real quick. Obviously, these home games are too important to give up right now.
0: It's important for young guys to learn how tight these games down the stretch can be, isn't it?
1: Well, for sure. The rest of the way is playoff hockey. Uh, the, the big, or I guess you can say the small plays turn into big plays awfully quick, and you have to limit your mistakes as, as soon as
0: you can. After the game, Colton Pareko talked to the media. I thought we were gonna get spot in the third. You can
1: kind of give a quick one there in the first, or third. Um, obviously, a lot of time still left, but I don't know. It's just, obviously, frustrating. Kind of go look back and look. I thought we battled um, hard, but obviously, uh, points, are, points are huge right now. So. so I just try to find ways to win games and get points. Yeah, I think just knowing that uh, when we stick together, we're, we're a good team. So um, a couple days here to regroup, I think that's going to be good for us and uh, obviously another good test there Thursday. So, um, yeah, I think just knowing knowing how we can play when we play well and when we play together and work together, um, we, we're a good team. We're hard to beat, so uh, just get back to the basics and uh, I think we'll be good. But we're going to come to work here next couple days, get ready for a Thursday and um, give our best shot to get two more points.
0: Here's the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister.
1: We made three mistakes that, that cost us. Um, you know, the, the first goal, we just, we got caught on the wrong side of the puck, for end of the puck there. That play probably doesn't develop. You know, we take the penalty, uh, they score on the power play, but it was missed coverage. The th- third goal is a, a turnover on the power play, so we, we made three mistakes, and they made us pay on them. It's, it's more consistency in their play than, you know, not playing well. Um, You know, I thought we had some pretty good performances tonight by by guys. We have to find a way. I think we had 42 shot attempts that that were either blocked or didn't hit the net. So we were shooting the puck enough, but we have to find ways to get the puck to the net if if we're going to create more offense. The shooting the puck isn't the issue, but finding a way to get there and then making sure that we hit bodies around the net. So... Um, you know that was that was something that, that stood out to me that we we weren't able to get pucks to the net we didn't win a game because we made mistakes that ended up in the back of our net they weren't multiple mistakes They weren't mistakes that were happening all the time uh, i think if you look at the body of the game we played pretty well you know we didn't give up a lot i think maybe nine chances against and we had 11 if you look at the shot, shot count you know i know they i think it was 28 21 but we had 42 shot attempts to i think they had less less than 20 shot attempts so um there's there's good but in tight games like that we have to be you know we have to do a better job in situations whether it's on the pk or the power play that we have better awareness and make better plays we're putting ourselves in a position to win those hockey games uh but now we have to find ways and it is disappointing you know um we didn't play well uh, against Nashville, and we still had an opportunity to, to be in that game, uh, and we let that slip away. And then today, we're tied going into the third, and you know we take a penalty right away, ends up in the back of our net. <clears throat> we go to the power play where, you know, we have an opportunity to tie that game up. You know, ends up in the back of our net off a turnover. So, you know, certainly, you know, a disappointment's going to be there. Um, you know, and we have to find a way quickly to turn it. Around.
0: Well, it was a big game for the Blues to try to keep a solid lead and a solid stranglehold on that second wild card spot. But after a couple of games ago against Nashville, when you had a chance to make it a six-point lead, Nashville had made it a two-point lead. The Blues will not play again until Thursday night, and a two-game losing streak puts the pressure on the Blues. We talked about that and more as we broke the game down with Joe Vitale after the game.
2: I think that, you know, you come into this game, and this Toronto Maple Leafs team, they, they really embody what rush hockey is. They're skilled. They pull up at blue lines. They have D join the rush, but this has been a very different looking team without Morgan Riley. You mentioned it throughout the broadcast. They're a 17-2 record without their defenseman, and certainly they have been on a run ever since his suspension. This is a team that looks unified defensively. They're together. There They're keeping everything to the outside. There was not much available for these three periods or the three periods last week in Toronto against this Maple Leafs team. So with that much skill, and for them finding their game defensively right now, they're getting great goaltending. It was a tough matchup. The Blues knew it coming in. They knew that their space would be limited here, but I just think that Toronto did a decent job keeping them to the outside. We didn't really see a hard push from St. Louis breaking that middle, and ultimately at the end of the game, there's always, to me, to me one real big reason why one team wins Versus Nashville, two afternoons ago, Curbs, they took advantage of the limited amount of opportunities in that game. Tonight's game, the better players, the skilled players on Toronto were better than the Blues players. You know, you look at the way Austin Matthews opened up the scoring to Nyes on that beautiful goal, and then Matthews' power play goal in that third period. Here comes Neil Lander. I mean, those are their star players. They came to play. They, they exploded when they needed to. Mitch Marner to set up. Austin Matthews there on the power play, and then you look at the Blues flip side. A bit of a tougher night for all the Blues forwards, but this was a game where you needed to out-talent the other team. It was going to be a tough time to do because you're going up against some of the league's best, but at the same time, I think their skill uh, ended up outbeating your skill.
0: If the other team does a good job, to your point, on tying up that top line, and the top line has not been very good for the Blues over the last two games. That's where you need the the rest of that support there. There was a great matchup opportunity you know, for Hayes and Saad, and that line was Sammy Blay. They weren't able to take advantage of it against the fourth line. With with Hayes and Brandon Saad, that, that's not your typical fourth line team. That's not your typical fourth line these days in the National Hockey League. They played the Toronto Maple Leafs fourth line and just couldn't get enough. That's where some of those if, – if your top lines go head-to-head – some other lines have to find a mismatch to help break you through.
2: You do. And, you know, for Drew Bannister, he almost elevated, I think, the Sunquist walker torupchenko line as being that kind of spark of a third line. Good defensively, create momentum, get him some third line minutes. And if that's the case, then all of a sudden you drop down two veterans in Kevin Hayes and Brandon Saad. You add a big body in Sammy Blay who's still looking to find his groove in this year. And you just felt that one of those lines was going to get a matchup. And you looked at the Hayes line with Saad going up there against Ryan Reeves in the fourth line of Toronto it was certainly an opportunity for them to take advantage. And and I just think that line and, and the entire forward group as a whole, be honest with you, just didn't have a lot of speed manufactured through the neutral zone. Uh, they're they're not a very fast line. They're good when they have it down low, but they need some speed to get in on the offense. So timing is always going to be an important thing. I just didn't think the togetherness was coming out of D zone together, moving up neutral zone together. When everything's timed properly and dumps are good, those big bodies can get in on the forecheck. But, again, the timing a little off on St. Louis – you got to credit Toronto. The D worked extremely hard to get back for pucks. off played it terrifically. It was one, two passes, and there just wasn't that second guy, that second player in on that jump, whether it be the four check or the 50-50 battles. You know, we saw late in the game there on six on five, it was actually Toronto who was outnumbering the Blues in the far side corner. Just just not enough of that second, third layer support to ultimately win battles and set up for some more offensive zone time.
0: Well, the Blues 13-6-1 in the first 20 games under Drew Bannister. Now three and four in their last seven. And instead of increasing a lead, they've opened the door to potentially get tied or even bumped out of a playoff spot before you play on Thursday. And that's that's where now you'll see if some of what the changes have been are worth it because you, you now prevent – you cannot allow that two-game losing streak to go to a three-game. The upcoming schedule for the Blues prior to the March 8th trade, trade deadline. You've got the New York Islanders coming into town. Into action today they were four points out of a playoff spot. Then you go at Detroit. They're a second wildcard team. At Winnipeg, third in the Central. At Edmonton, third in the Pacific. Then you get Minnesota coming into today, four points out. Then at Philadelphia, third in the Metro. Another one against the Islanders. And then the Devils, who are today, two points out. You've got teams battling for your lives. That intensity has got to find another consistent level for the St. Louis Blues.
2: Well, and if you're Doug Armstrong, you love the schedule. This is the schedule you want heading into the trade deadline. You want to see what your group's about. You know, we heard Steve Ock talk about it. This was the playoff style of the game. I thought Nashville had a lot of playoff qualities about it. I thought it was physical, it was emotional, it was tight defensively. wasn't much going for the first two periods. So you're starting to see what your team looks like in a playoff setting. I mean, isn't that not the answer that Doug Armstrong wants to know? Is this the group that can get him through a round? Get them through two rounds? Can you make a big splash in the playoffs? Well, these are the teams you're facing. They're all playoff teams or right there. They're going to bring the competitiveness. Every team that you're playing is going to be on that hunt because they want points just as much as you. So it's a perfect position for Drew Bannister to see who's going to come out, who's going to get exposed. And then, of course, for the players, this is going to be a wonderful challenge for them coming up here over the next few weeks.
0: All right, What do you have with the Bud Light three stars and your work boots?
2: Number three here tonight for the Blues, Brandon Saad got the goal. William Nylander, he got the backbreaker for Toronto. He's my number two star. And then Austin Matthews with the two points. He's my number one star in this game. And I'm on a go with Braden Chen, the captain, tried to get the speed going. We saw the physicality, the response there on the Bouchnavich hit there a little bit as he went after Benoit. But of course, uh, not enough for the captain, but certainly trying to lead the way with his speed and physicality. Just was not enough here this afternoon against this very hot Toronto team who has not lost since losing one of their best players in Morgan Riley, like you mentioned. Thank you, Joe. Let's
0: check in with Tid Woodburn and get his thoughts on the 12 noon start.
3: Well, Chris, not that this team is a Stanley Cup contender, but it's getting to the point where it's reminding me of the year they won the Cup where they play better on the road than they do at home. Uh, another multi-goal loss for the Blues. They've had double-digit multi-goal losses this year, which is why they're one of the league leaders in one-goal games. Winning percentage is because they either win or they get blown out and a power play goal tonight and a six attacker goal tonight that's it they did not have more than nine shots in any of the three periods overplay decent but some guys just show up every night and some guys don't you know i think kessels in a tad over his head be nice to get falk back the blues uh big guys thomas kairu shin who got demoted to the fourth line as the worst plus minus on the team some guys got to pick up their game you know it's time to be honest time to be blunt this team's a wild card team right now and and that's likely where they'll be because they're 11 points out of third place. And hopefully they can uh, muster some type of streak together. But uh, it was an overall kind of an abysmal performance this afternoon at Enterprise Center. For Curbside Reaction, this is Tim Woodburn.
0: Well, that's Tim Woodburn, veteran hockey broadcaster with his take on the game. And, well, the big takeaway from the game yesterday, and especially if you look at the last couple of games, it has become big boy hockey, as they like to call it. It has become playoff hockey. Every game the Blues are playing now has to have playoff intensity. And it's not just for the first couple of periods. The last two games, the Blues have played pretty well in the first and second periods to at least take a tight game going to the third. The difference is, instead of finding ways to win like they were doing in the first 20 games under Drew Bannister, they have found ways in the last couple of games to lose those games and are now one game under 500 with a record of 3-4 and in their last seven games. So it's playoff-style hockey that they're going to need the rest of the way. And with eight games to go before the March 8th trade deadline, the St. Louis Blues will be playing teams that as of action yesterday, as of action from Monday afternoon on, every single team they are playing is either in a playoff spot or within four points of a playoff spot, so everybody will be playing some heavy, hard, inspired hockey. And if you're the St. Louis Blues, you've got to match it top to bottom. You don't have the superstar like an Austin Matthews or a Connor McDavid. You don't have that player that is so insanely skilled they could take over a game. It's got to be done as a group. It's got to be the sum of the parts, and the Blues need a lot more intensity down the stretch, from pretty much everybody in the lineup if they're going to be able to keep pace and hold on to this playoff spot. But the bottom line, and Steve Ott, as we mentioned, said it best, we have to be playing playoff hockey the rest of the way through. That's the intensity that is going to need each and every night. Well, the Blues are off until Thursday. They will take on the New York Islanders to wrap up this homestand, and then they're on the road for seven of their next eight games. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day postgame podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great start to your week, and we will see you at the rink.